Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, Jenna Cameron and John Ritchie. 94 WIP with the Eagles in the bowl. 12 days from now, of course, they'll be flying out in a few days. Yes, uh, Sunday you think they'd fly, John? Is that the deal? Yeah. And then a busy week next week, and you got to be there for Monday because that's you know organized, and yeah. Tuesday is going to be the media day. So uh, Sunday it makes the most sense. I assume Jalen Hurts doesn't show up on Saturday night for that award show when he's not going to win MVP. Just stay home, mm. save the talks, get ready to win the game on Sunday, and then say, uh, "Who's the real MVP?" Yeah, he's there? pretty busy. <laughs> right? He doesn't need to. But Whitworth was there last year preparing for a Super Bowl, and he got named NFL Man of the Year, and he gave a nice speech. And I think it was the night before the game, I think. All right, for more perspective, as we get ready for Super Bowl week and the actual Super Bowl game, we turn to our next guest. Ross Tucker's been an awesome part of our show uh, throughout the season, back in 2017 as well, I believe. Uh, might have been his first year. So uh, Ross is uh, bookending uh, his time with the midday show here with uh, championships. And Ross is always brought to us by First Trust Bank, official bank, of the Philadelphia Eagles. Ross, notice how I said championships right there. i am got to be honest with you, man. I'm feeling mighty confident in, in, in the birds, Ross. Yeah, I can tell. Talking with you guys, <laughs> um, you can tell my daughters are sick, so my voice is a little bit different. I'm, I'm going with my uh, my sexy Barry White voice there you go. today. Um, but, yeah, i, I got to be honest with you guys. I mean, there's a lot to talk about here, but I will say you both sound uh, a lot more confident in this game than I am. What? Let me just start with this. Do you think it's going to be a close game? I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be that close. I I feel really. uh, Listen, Ross, I'm well aware the Chiefs could win, but I I feel unusually uh, calm and confident. And I think the Eagles are going to win in a way that's not going to make us totally sweat. John? Yeah, I don't think it has to be close. Uh, I think they're good. I think we're great. Uh, I don't. I don't know how they their defense that's so great when they send extra players and you know that's what they like to do in in crunch time situations. I don't know that you can do that against uh, against Jalen consistently and and have success at him and him in. So yeah, I think we'll win comfortably. So that that's interesting. Um, I think like the betting line. I think it'll be a close game. And where I struggle is if it's a close game, like I think it will be, man, I've just seen Mahomes yeah. make that play. Well, that's why we can't let it be a close game. So many times. He has. You know, and and Jalen, that actually would be an interesting thing to, to go through. Like, 
what are the games where the Eagles were down and Jalen had to get it done late, and he did. Colts is one that comes to mind for me. Didn't they march the field against the Colts yeah. when they had to? What what other? There's games? not well, much. The point is, There's not much. he didn't have to do that yeah. often because we were that dominant. And Correct. and I I don't think that changes. You know, I I know the opponent. This is the best opponent we will face this season. Yeah. But I, I don't think that means it has to be, like, a tight one. But, Ross, I get your point. I, I think part of what you're saying is, and this was the Mike Tyson theory, when Tyson was finally in a fight where it was close, how does Tyson react? I mean, Tyson was so used to knocking guys out in the first or second round, it's like, well, what happens if someone stands there for 10 or 12 rounds with him? Well, and we found all, out. Buster Douglas beat him. Yeah, it's not Jalen's fault that he hasn't been in that situation. No, it's all. not, no, no. But if you, like me think it'll be a good game then and think it'll be a close game then you have to ask yourself are you going with the guy that we've all seen do it in close games in big games right. seemingly 50 times versus the guy that hasn't really done it now listen Ross it's a fair point but here's the retort I'd say the same exact conversation could have been had the first week of February 2018 before that Super Bowl between Nick Foles and Tom Brady. That is a good point that I agree with, and I'm pretty confident, Joe. I did say it that week. Yeah, yeah no, no, I mean, I get it. You know, um, it, it makes a lot of sense. But So uh, here's my other thing. Why, like, you guys, neither one of you were talking this confident last week I felt like I was pretty confident I mean I listen there's going to be twists and turns through the week but I, I felt I felt the line and I was pretty clear about this all week I thought the line was a joke versus San Fran I thought it was remarkably low for a significantly better quarterback in Hurts than bro here's the way I would put it Russ last week my sense was the Eagles will win and the line is low because per because Hurts is way better than Purdy 52 and 52 are about equal, but Hurts way better than Purdy. This week, I look at it the inverse. This week, to me, it's the quarterbacks are about the same, although I do think Mahomes is, when healthy, better. I think the Eagles' 52 are better than the Chiefs' 52 and probably by a decent big margin. What do you guys think the score would have been last week if Purdy never got hurt? Eagles win still by 10-ish. I don't know, but the, I, I never felt the Eagles were going to not win that game comfortably. I think we could have still forced mistakes, and maybe it's uh, you know similar similar final score. I I do think they could have scored more, uh, but I think uh, we take uh, pick six to the house and adds up to high thirties yeah. to you know teens. You know, it's um it's interesting, and nobody should care. But the thing I find funny nationally is people aren't really giving the Eagles credit. Because yeah. they think the Giants stink, and they also said, "Well, the Niners didn't have a quarterback that could throw the football." Right. Which my retort to that is like, should the Eagles not hit the quarterbacks as hard next game so mm -hmm. that they can stay in the game? Like they, those were not fluke injuries. The Eagles forced those injuries. No question. The Eagles, yes. the Eagles caused those injuries. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Right, let's go to the phones. Ross Tucker with us, Joe Cameron, John Ritchie, getting ready for the Super Bowl. Really, in many ways, still, though, reveling in the victory in the NFC Championship game and the Eagles getting to this point. Let's go to Brian right now. Brian, you're on WIP. Hey, 
Hey, Joe. Hey, John. Hey, Ross. How are you guys? Super, Brian. Good. Hey, thanks for having me on. Um, hey, actually, Ross uh, just said something that uh, was uh, something I was going to bring up earlier is I wonder if we're not getting the credit, meaning the defense and Jalen both, because we have not beaten a traditionally great quarterback this year. You know, there's mm-hmm. Rodgers and Brady. Their teams are not near as good as they've been in the past. There's no Drew Brees. Even going back to Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, when they won the MVP those years, you know, there was a dominant NFC QB. And I think beating Patrick Mahomes, that's where it's going to be such a big feather in the cap because I, I agree, you know, Ross just said it, you know, Daniel Jones the week before, people are crowning him better than Jalen Hurts. We beat him Well, Jones stinks. Purdy is the underdog who might be the next Tom Brady. We beat him and the Niners are no good. Yeah, he's so, not the next Tom Brady, just FYI. Well, I, I would agree with yeah, you, trust yeah. me. Living in Iowa, I, I knew that ahead of time. So, um, hmm. But, uh, no, I, I just wonder, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I just wonder if we're not getting that credit just because, you know, it was Burrow versus Allen. It was Burrow yeah. versus Mahomes. Yeah. I yeah. think we beat Mahomes. I think that could rewrite the entire narrative for the defense and for Jalen. No, no question right. about it. Yeah. The, 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 that question lingers uh, because <laughs> think back to last season. The, the great quarterbacks that we faced had their way with us. They just picked our zone apart. I do think our defense has evolved. They're better, and they, they mix it up more because Jonathan Gannon has more faith in our cover guys this year, so he's got the potential to run more looks, you know, disguise more things. That helps us a, a lot. But when you when you boil it down, you look back at this season, even the, the win against the Cowboys when we were – uh, whatever it was, uh, October, uh, no Dak when yeah. it was, uh, I don't know. Ryan Tannehill was another medium quarterback that we defeated there. I agree. The, the Packers felt flat, felt untalented. Well, they just weren't that with, good with Rogers yeah. as their quarterback. Yeah. Now he's a great quarterback. And we were able to neutralize them. Brian, it's an unusual. They scored 33 on us. Yeah, it's an unusual year, Brian. I mean, it's really rare for a team to get to a Super Bowl, and they basically haven't faced a great team that's healthy enough to say, you know, no, look, to Ross's point, the Eagles knocked the 49ers quarterbacks out and knocked them out legally. So major credit to the Eagles in that regard. But, you know, also beat the crap out of most of these teams, too. I agree with you, James. yeah. What, one last point, too, I was because you actually you guys said something that, that made me think of this, too. You know, looking over some of the teams, I, I'm a former history teacher, so I love statistics, things like that. But I look back, and I kind of compare it to, like, the 1989 season. The, the Niners beat up on the Vikings. They beat up on the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. No yeah. close contest. They go against Denver, and everyone's saying, this is John Elway's year. He's the best quarterback in the league, blah, blah, blah. And the Niners go out and win, I think it was 55-10. to 10. Correct. The, and they finally got the respect they deserved a little, which obviously I get at that point. It's Montana. It's, I think, his third Super Bowl. It was, but his, my point it was his fourth. Is that, it was his fourth yeah, Super Bowl. And, or that, I, yeah, I thought his fourth was next year. But, yeah, the, you know, the thing is, is they, they went out and they dominated everyone, and they, they finally got the credit for being yeah. that good. All right, Brian, give me, give me an answer here on a famous number. Oh, gosh. Um, let's go – 33, the year the Eagles were founded and uh, the year Jesus died. How about right. that? You, you, you got it, Brian. Appreciate it. You and know, Larry Russ. Bird. Joe's favorite number <laughs> because of Larry Bird. Hey, are you feeling 55 to 10 against the, the Chiefs? No, but I'll tell you this. I'm not feeling 23-22. No, Eagles, I'm not either. Eagles are going to win this thing 
I moving away. Ross, here's yeah. here's part of where I'm at on that. And 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 by the way, 94 WIP HD1 Philadelphia. Joe Cameron, John Rich, as we broadcast from the Taste of Cake studio. Ross Tucker with us as well. Ross, I made the point earlier in the show. I'll make it again here. I think this is the best NFL. Forget Philadelphia. I think this is the best NFL team since the 2013 Seahawks, which had a historic defense, a second-year Russell Wilson, and a great running game. I thought that was the best team in the NFL last decade. I think this is the best team in the NFL since then, and maybe better than that team. Your thoughts, Ross? So, yeah, I just said better than 2017 Eagles. I just said better than the Patriots teams that were winning the Super Bowl with Brady in his second group, the Gronk group, better than the Bucks group two years ago. Like, I got him past – because I see completeness. I see greatness. I see dialed-in focus. By the way, they're also healthy. So you can say at this point of the year they have more than most teams have when they get to this point. They're going to have all 22 guys play. They're the normal starters. I think this is the best NFL team, Ross, in at least 10 years. Let me ask you this. What would you guys say is their best win so far this year? Uh, Probably Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about quality of opponent, I get your point. I get it. They they have not beaten. This is not like there's been an inspiring moment where they faced a team that's a great team and stays healthy through the game. They haven't. 49ers had no chance once we two quarterbacks the Titans were pretty good. Nah, but when not. We played the Titans. But we found out they weren't. We found yeah. out Minnesota wasn't that good. We found that out eventually. So the the problem with listing the Eagles among the all time greats, and obviously all contingent upon how the Super Bowl game goes. Yes. They didn't have to play the Bengals. I know. They didn't have to play the Bills. They didn't have to play the Chiefs. Yep. When they beat the Cowboys, there was no Dak. And they lost to him the other time. Yep. When they beat the 49ers, the 49ers literally played the second half without a guy capable of throwing a forward pass. So it's really hard in that context to put them at that lofty of a standard. But everything you said, Joe, and everything the previous caller said is why I'm glad they're playing the Chiefs. Even though the Bengals are good and the Bengals are would be a formidable opponent because this is Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Yeah. Because it's the third championship game in four years. I mean, sorry, third Super Bowl in four years, the fifth straight AFC championship game, because the Chiefs are considered like, I don't know, not a dynasty, but an elite, elite team. No question. I wanted it to be Kansas City. I I wanted the Eagles to play Kansas City, to beat Kansas City, because at that point, there's really nothing anybody can say. And I actually think Mahomes, with two full weeks, I think he'll be moving around pretty good. I mean, he moved around okay against the Bengals. With that, that was after six days or whatever. Yeah. Um, after two full weeks, I think he'll be moving around better, which I think is good. I, I want the Eagles – man, I hope you guys are right that they come out and they smash the Chiefs. Or at least win comfortably. Ross, here, here's case, here's what I'm hearing though. I I, I, I hear that you are doubting yeah. the historical greatness more than I would have expected. And I get it. You're saying I want to see it to know it, but what I'm telling you is I believe I know it before I say it. Meaning this game. Yeah. Well, I think it all is contingent upon this game. I think they have. Look, I have said the whole season that it's the best Eagles team I've ever seen. Best Eagles team I've ever seen. Now, 
putting it into a category of all these other teams that have won Super Bowls, I'd have to go through. You know, like the Chiefs that won the Super Bowl that year, I feel like they were pretty darn good. They were. Um, the Broncos that year, although that's the year Manning was actually. Peyton great. had nothing. That was all defense. Yeah. Yep. You might you might be right, Joe. You might be right. Because here's the thing I'd say about the two Patriots teams that won, or, or maybe it was three with Brady, the one against the Rams, the one against the Falcons, and the one against Seattle. I never felt that the, the Patriots defense was as good as it had been the prior decade. I mean, Brady was great, and Gronk was in there, and you had Edelman. But their so, defense wasn't the same level as the prior decade. So I'm going to go through it. The, the 2014 Patriots, yeah, I think the Eagles are better than them. The 2015 Broncos, yes. 2016 Patriots that came from behind against the Falcons, yes. 2017 Eagles, yes. 2018 Patriots that beat the Rams 13-3, for sure. 2019 Chiefs gives me a little bit of pause. Mm -hmm. I'd have to look at that roster again. 2020 Bucks, yes, although they were very, very impressive. They were. In the playoffs, that run they went on. And then last year's Rams. You're probably right. I mean, if they go out and they win by double digits, I think we have to have that conversation of the Eagles being the best football team in the NFL in at least the last 10 years. Yeah, in a long time. Let's go to Barbara right now in Allentown. Hi, Barbara. Hi. It was worth waiting um, all this time to get on with you because you make me feel a lot better about the upcoming Super Bowl. You gave me a better perspective about, look, losing Miles Sanders. And I, I don't even remember my original reason for calling. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, because Miles isn't gone yet, Barbara. He probably will be. All, because of all the information you've given me. But I have some uh, additional respect for Sirianni because he didn't dish, uh, dish the other coach for – it was his fault that the – Quarter, his quarterback. Oh, uh, yeah, listen, it. he wasn't going to take the bait on I Shanahan or Randy. Yeah, he's not taking yeah. that bait. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I thought that was great that he didn't do that. Yeah. I mean, not to, ha not to block Reddick the way he did not was, was unacceptable. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, the point that he brought up was a good one. You know, some teams will try to play action and assume that that's going to hold the defensive end, you know, and, and prevent the rush from getting after them. Play action protections are, are tough, though. They're yep. dicey. And and both well, of those sacks by Reddick were play action passes. So the quarterback is faking and then trying to drop back. And against Hassan Reddick, teams yeah. need to discover, like, that's not an they option. Need to double it takes him, too long. They need to well, double they tried to double him on the one play with uh, Juwan Jennings and George Kittle coming from across the formation. He was just too fast. Hey, Barbara, give me a great answer for a famous number. Oh, what do you got? And I just got a quick tell you, I like the snow and the and the cloud cover because that's the only way I can dub, get WIP in my house on one radio. Okay. Otherwise, I have to use my phone or in the car. Sure. I have wow. 1960 because of the championship game. I'm three weeks younger than Ray Dittinger. So my, I go all the way back to when my dad taught me football in 1960, and I saw wow. them play both ways. That's great. And I met Chuck Bednarik. And when he walked into the place where I was working when I was a teenager and this big presence walks in the door, I didn't know who he was, takes up the whole space walking in, and he asked for my – he said, is Bob Wessner here? I said, yes. May I ask who's – 
calling, please. And when he said Chuck Bendary, because I didn't recognize him out of his football <laughs> uniform, I almost fell over. That's and great. being a stupid <laughs> teenager, I didn't know what to say. There you I go. just wow. think I my uncle. But yes, nineteen sixty. That's what that was a great championship year for the Eagles. There was no Super Bowls, of course. That's all right. Yet. Hey Barbara, great and, great memory there. Thank you, yes. Barbara. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for the phone Barbara. call. 215-592-9494 to Ed in Wilmington. Yo, Ed. Hey, guys. Hi, Ed. Hey, how's it going? Great. Uh, here's a coincidence. Uh, Super Bowl is on February the 12th, correct? Correct. Uh, it is Super Bowl 57. That is correct. February 12th is my 57th wedding anniversary. Look at that, Ed. This is eerie. <laughs> Ed, it's like you knew, it, you knew it back then. And what is that, 19, what is that, 70, 60? 1966. Oh, man. The stars were aligned all those years ago. Yeah. So I'm, I'm waiting for a, a double double party. That's awesome, man. My anniversary and the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. All right, Ed, I got to ask you the, I got to ask you the key question, Ed. Which yeah. is more important to you? <laughs> My anniversary. There you go. Oh, I love it. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good husband, right there. Seven years, man. Good. good awesome. Yeah. Good. Good answer, Ed. Hey, Ed, give me a big answer here for a famous number. Uh, you know what? I just lost it to the last caller, number sixty. Okay. Concrete Charlie. You can take I 60. Found- Last caller yes, took yes, 1960. Yes, you got it. You got 60. Ed, happy anniversary to you. Ross, um, speaking of things coming together and sometimes not by design, we, we, we kind of stumbled into a conversation earlier about the Carson thing and, and three or four different wild components. One, Ross, is had Carson not fallen apart, had he played, let's call it good, even if he wasn't great, if he had been good, if he had been a Dak Prescott level of player these last three years, Jalen probably would have never seen the field. I mean, other than a couple gadget plays, Jalen Hurts probably would have been a backup quarterback in this league. I mean, have you thought about that reality, Ross, that Jalen would have probably not gotten a crack? Well, the one thing I've thought about, and I have all the list of Super Bowl champs here, can you remember the last time a team won a Super Bowl and then five years later won it again? With a different coach and a different quarterback? Yeah. Well, we identified the Raiders earlier in 80, after 77 with Plunkin and Madden. So they get there with, uh, you know, with I mean, not not, not Plunkin and Madden, with with Stabler and Madden, and then they get there with Flores and Plunkett. Okay, so that's the only other one? Probably. That's, uh, I just think that that's it's wild. a huge feather in the cap of Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman. Yeah. I'm always, I always think it's so interesting. Don't you guys like, these teams that need new coaches or, like, the offseason, these teams that stink, we hear so much about who they're going to hire as a head coach, so much about who their quarterback might be. I don't know how GM contracts work, and I don't know how much they get paid, but they don't get paid as much as coaches. Like, I'm just telling you, if I owned a team, the first thing I would try to do is try to get Howie Roseman or a guy like him. I mean, what's more important than that? Yeah, getting the guy that constructs the roster. Have you looked at the Eagles roster? Yeah. It is ridiculous. Well, I agree with you, Ross. I do. I mean, having that advantage is huge. 215-592-9494. Ross, does Carson Wentz watch this Super Bowl? No. 
No, I think it's um, I think it's too painful for him. Uh, I think he's the type of person that that would just eat away at him. I think he's hunting or doing something outside. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing. I mean, now I'll tell you one thing: the Eagles won't do. They won't build a statue of Hertz in you know April. <laughs> Third year quarterback. Uh-huh. They're they're in a they're in a contract negotiation now. They're not going to build. A st- <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, John and Maple Shade. Hi, John. Hey, how you doing? Uh, so I got a good good points after uh, Seltzer uh, kind of yelled at me. I said I was on hold for a long time, and you guys skipped over me. But uh, it's all good. But um, I was at the game, bringing up uh, Section 110, Row 14, seats 9 and 10, thanks to Al Nicolosi. So I saw um, up close and personal um, getting beat down in Bosa. They just quit. They just quit, the Niners. Basically, we beat them down so bad. So, that you know, yeah. and um, – yeah. I almost forgot my 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 uh, train of thought. Now while I was calling, oh, the camera. You. Why is Mister Pessimistic at times? You're throwing a monkey wrench and everything. You you do that, sir. And uh, when they were calling about you know the team being united and celebrating, you had to bring up that AJ Brown thing a couple weeks ago. That's 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 really irrelevant as far as him being upset. About getting touches or not? That, no, I don't. That's think, I don't think that is irrelevant, John. I, listen, they they've been it team. Is. No, hold on. They've been team unity this year, and the reality is that you know I want a situation where that stuff doesn't come into play. Um, you know, now listen. Did they plow through it last weekend? Sure. And could they for this one? Sure. But I, I thought AJ Brown, and I'll be very candid about it. I thought he was out of line. I thought he was flat out out of line to be sulky. After a huge playoff win in which the ball generally went elsewhere, I thought it was I thought it was not the ethos of this team. Doesn't well, mean they can't win the Super Bowl anyway, but I thought it was uncool. You know, to his credit, he was not sulky after the the game after the sulky. I agree game. with you, and he wasn't in, involved in the offense's productivity to a large degree. You know, did the, our top receiver had five catches and it wasn't him. Yeah. Hey, John, give me an answer here, man. A famous number. Real, real, real quick, as far as Sanders, right? He's going to be – he's gone, and that's okay. Um, they're not going to pay him. They shouldn't pay him. Yeah. There's a running back out of uh, Texas, the Longhorns, Bijan B. Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe I pronounced his first name. I think it's Bijan. But he rushed last year, 258 carries, 1,600 yards, 18 touchdowns, 6.1 a carry. But here's the thing. At 400 carries, he's only fumbled three times. Wow. And 400 attempts. Look, like, I, I think, think there's a great chance the Eagles will draft a running back second or third round. I think oh, it yeah, makes I like sense. First I like yeah. John, give well, me an I answer. Gotta, famous number. I, oh, 34. You I'm got up. it, man. 34. Hey, Ross, yeah. I thought Shanahan, by the way, Ross Tucker with us, brought to us by First Trust Bank, official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. Ross, I thought Shanahan had a horrible day, man. I mean, not only did his team eventually become unglued, but he's got twice a tight end blocking Hassan Reddick, which knocks out one of his quarterbacks, gets, gets another one sacked. He's got the fact that, and obviously he's basically got a hand tied behind his back in the second half without a quarterback that can throw the ball, but he doesn't do direct snaps to Christian McCaffrey. He doesn't do direct snaps to Debo Samuel. So the quarterback just hands the ball off, and then they're playing 10 on 11 football. I thought he would, I mean, his team had tons of penalties, and by the way, they were the right calls. I thought Kyle Shanahan, who apparently is like walk-on Wooder guy, according to some people, I thought he looked comparatively ridiculous next to Sirianni. Well, a couple things. Number one, he did have them in their third NFC Championship game in the last four years, and he's done that with Garoppolo and Brock Purdy. That's pretty impressive, Joe. Yeah, those guys are those guys aren't even top half of the league quarterbacks. 
Right. And he's got them both in the NFC Championship game. And they went to a Super Bowl against the Chiefs, and they had to lead late in that game, which, by the way, makes me feel even better um, about the Eagles. But uh, he made a major mistake with the, the blocking scheme on Reddick that you mentioned. Yeah. I thought he made a huge mistake not challenging that the too. Smith yeah. play. Um, conversely, Sirianni is a stud. Yeah. You know, Sirianni makes sure that the Eagles are prepared and ready to be right on the football after the Devontae Smith catch. Get on the football because I've seen people like Pro Football Talk say, well, why didn't the uh, replay assist or expedited review, why didn't they buzz down? I'll tell mm -hmm. you why. Because I'm in all the seminars. They do not do that if the team goes hurry up. They're not going to interrupt hurry up. Now, if they have enough time in between plays and they see something, they'll stop it. But they're not going to interrupt hurry up. They're not going to stop the game well, makes sense. Unless, yeah. unless they know they've seen something. Well, that's so, very smart by so, the coaching staff, knowing that information that, that you, you know, because you're in the seminars, so Nick Sirianni understands you yeah. go hurry up. That's why he's punching his fists together. And Devontae, go hurry up and so Devontae gets it. Devontae's yeah. been yeah. trained on right. it, and Devontae gives the signal to the guys. And basically you put the pressure on Shanahan. Shanahan's got to blindly throw a flag within about 10 seconds or he loses the chance. That's it. Yep, and then obviously his challenge of Purdy going for it fourth and one from his own 34. <laughs> um, a lot less penalties. I mean, Sirianni um, thoroughly outcoached Shanahan. It was interesting because I was walking with Shanahan off the field at halftime. It was me, Shanahan, and Aaron Andrews because I was on the broadcast. And Shanahan just said, effing penalties, effing yeah. turnovers because – you know, that's what had happened at the end of the second half, obviously, right? The touchdown drive was three penalties. Then Johnson fumbles the ball. Eagles get it. Another touchdown. And Aaron Andrews said, you know, can Purdy play in the second half? And Kyle said, I'm told it's a no. But to your point about the direct snap plays, they don't have those. Like, they don't practice those. And what people keep saying that, like, why don't you just do Wildcat? Why don't you just do that? If they thought – if they had enough plays in the in the playbook because they thought that was a possibility, then they would have had a third quarterback up for the game. You know what I mean? Like, you, you don't just have a whole other playbook in case your first two quarterbacks get hurt. No, I'm not asking for a whole other playbook, but I'm stunned that they don't have three direct snaps to McCaffrey and that they couldn't pull out those three. I mean, I just thought the idea of a quarterback handing the ball to a running back was about the dumbest thing for a whole half I've ever seen. I, I just thought it was moronic. I'm not asking for a whole playbook. I'm just saying I can't believe they didn't have a couple plays. Let's go to Dan in Flowertown. Dan, you're on WIP. Hey, guys. Hi, uh, Love the show. Um, uh, what will I say? Um, so, I feel like we have uh, hurt Patrick Mahomes. We got three or four wide receivers injured on uh, KC. Um, the running back is not going anywhere. Um, I feel like it, it's going to be – not an easy run, but they, I don't think they have a chance at all. Well, the Chiefs got a chance. You're you're overconfident if you think the Chiefs don't have a chance. Uh, they certainly have a chance. And to Ross's point, that Mahomes guy is the main reason why. But by the yeah. way, he, he is he is not only in my opinion the best player. I think he's the best player by a decent margin. And I love Jalen. I love Josh Allen. I love Burrow. But Mahomes is he really is incredible. He is. I, I truly believe that he is. He's baby. He's a baby goat. 
for sure. But who's he throwing it to? Like, I think we have the number one defense, and I don't think um, uh, they're going to allow Patrick Mahomes to run, you know, back and forth across the field. We got we got men on both sides. I don't think – yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, give me a great answer, Dan, a famous number. Uh, 8675309. That's Ooh, a nice. good answer right there. Nice one. I like it. You know, his question, who is Patrick Mahomes throwing it to? Yeah. Uh, two of his top guys are also on the injury report with Patrick Mahomes. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster yep. got the knee and Kadarius Tony, who I'm not a big fan of, but apparently Andy Reid is, uh, has an ankle. So they're slowed down on top of it. And for everyone who's saying, hey, Patrick Patrick Mahomes is going to be okay because he's got two weeks, those people have never had a high ankle sprain. It takes a month plus for that thing to But he did just stable. prove he can win with it. Yeah. You can't discount that. And he proved that by running for a first down. Right. And I was shocked. miraculous. It was. What he was able to do. But it's not going to be significantly better. I think it'll be better. It won't be significantly better. He's facing our pass rush that is fleet of foot, man. Like, the, he's going to have trouble but so, because he's, he's banged up. I will say this. Chiefs O-line is good. They're good. I mean, that, that, that's a top five O-line. That'll be the best O-line the Eagles have gone against this year. You think so? Yes. Wow. Yeah, I mean, left guard, pro bowler, center, pro bowler, left tackle, pro bowler, uh, right guard I really like. If they have a weakness, it's the right tackle, Wiley. But he's solid. I mean, he's he's a middle-of-the-pack guy. They, they have a good offensive line. This, the, To me, they have a much better offensive line than the Niners. It's a nice rebuild by Andy because they were in some O-line trouble about two years ago. That's a good job oh, by him. They sure were. Yeah, real good Think job. Think about the way that Super Bowl went. Yeah, down. I remember it well. Mahomes couldn't be Mahomes. Had no shot. He pretty much had no shot. Uh, Twitter poll question of the day. Uh, is this Eagles team this year, the 2022 Birds, the best Philadelphia sports team you've ever seen? Ross, let's start with you, your personal opinion. Um and all of this has to do with how old we all are. And, you know, to me, this is the best Philly sports team since the 83 Sixers. And I wasn't old enough to say I really saw them. I was five. Where do you come down, Ross, on whether this is the best Philadelphia sports team you've personally seen? Well, I already said I think they're the best Eagles team I've ever seen. And so then I think about the Phillies. I don't know. Which one of those years? They're better than 08. They're better than 09. They're better than 10. They're better than 11. Okay. I'm, I just got to the chase. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just saying I remember there was a couple years there yeah. when Utley, yep. Rollins, Howard, when those guys really had it going, I thought I thought they were the best team in baseball. They they were, and they only won once. But I'll tell you this, Ross, Utley, Howard, Rollins, and Cole Hamels could walk in this room, and I would look those four guys straight in the face and say, guys, love you, but your squad wasn't as good as this one. I'm, I'm being honest. Seltzer, is this the best Philadelphia sports team you've seen? You're slightly younger than me. Yeah, I think it is. Again, I need them to win the Super Bowl for me to, to really, like, hammer this home. But if they win the Super Bowl, I think it's, like, easy for me. It's easily the best. Like, I don't think it's close, but they do have to win the Super Bowl for me to officially feel it. All right, John, obviously people voting from all sorts of different ages in this Twitter poll. Where do you think the voting yeah. results came out? Best Philly sports team. Again, that individuals have seen based on different ages. Yes or no? I'm going to say 80 percent say yes i thought it would be up there and it's not as high as that it's 63 percent 
And usually you get more younger people on Twitter, which is less 83 Sixer yeah. voters, less 67 Sixers voters, less Flyers of the 70s. But um, now maybe there's some wait and see. The point James made. I think made. it's a lot of that. I think people, it's a lot of people saying if they win the Super Bowl, then yes. Don't want to disrespect yes. 2017 until this yeah. team gets it done. I mean, there could be some of that out there right now. Look, I get that theory, but I'm telling you, I expect the Eagles to win, and I feel confident they've already proven to be the best team. But we'll see. 215-592-9494. Sean in Maryland right now. Hi, Sean. Hey, Joe, John, Ross. How are you guys today? Great, Sean. Hey, Joe, I am uh, just as confident as you are. I think we're going to have another solid victory. Uh, and, and by the fourth quarter, we're going to be partying, just as we were uh, during the Giants and the Niners game. I, I'm that confident about it. Uh, and, I, and I told James, I want to give a shout-out. Uh, you know, this coach is behind the scenes. We talk about the coordinators. Uh, but how about how about the job that uh, Coach Stoutland has done with yeah. that line? Yeah. This guy, this guy is a warrior, and and he's got these guys just just chirping right now, and they're they're really taking care of business. And and just as we, we eliminated Bosa uh, from from the conversation, uh, the next person we need to handle is uh, is of course uh, Chris Jones. Uh, Chris Jones is the Chiefs, but I'm very confident going into this game. Well, he's an amazing player, Sean, and he presents a hell of a challenge because he is big and he is a bad dude, man. Yeah. You know, our our scheme can help with that neutralizing of Chris Jones, and and we've seen it. I forget what team it was, but there was someone who optioned, maybe it was the, the Bears. The Bears optioned off of Javon Hargrave. I don't know if you remember I don't that. remember that. You know, instead of leaving the end man on the line of scrimmage unblocked and then you read him for the pull or not to pull, they did that to Javon. And, and I think – you should expect that from our offense trying to, you know, take a little bit of the edge off and yeah, neutralize him a little bit, make yeah. him think a little more hey, than, hey, than Sean, he's accustomed to. Give me an answer for a big number, man. Famous number. Hey, give me an alibi if uh, someone grabbed this, but how about this one? MLB honors it every year. Uh, and the great player who wore it, number 42 yeah. for Jackie. It's a good answer right there. Speaking of answers, Ross, answer this question. I, I don't think this is an easy one. I'm curious where you come down. You follow not just the Eagles, but the whole lake. I want you to rank these four players in order, Ross. Reddick, Chris Jones, Bosa, Parsons. When they're all healthy, Ross, how do you rank them one to four? Are we talking about for defensive player of the year? Are we talking about like if I was starting a team? We're talking about who's the best player. Um, Regardless of age, not the future per se, not the past. Who's the best player? Those four. Hmm. You know what's funny? I think Bosa's last. Wow. And he's going to win the award. Yeah, I think Bosa's last for me. Um I think the best player is Parsons. I don't think he had the best year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I think if you ask the coordinators who they would start a defense with, I think they would pick him. I think he just moves differently and moves at a different speed. But I think the two guys that had the best years are Chris Jones and Reddick. Um, I am very partial as a mainly interior lineman <laughs> to a uh, – no, seriously, to like an interior rusher like yeah, Jones. Yeah. I just think that's really impactful. But 
I mean, to me, it's Chris Jones or Reddick, which says a lot. Reddick's not even up for the award. I mean, still, you know, a lot of people didn't even know who Reddick was until Sunday. Yeah. It drives me nuts. How much better did he get just this year? Like, I, I believe, and we haven't talked about this, Joe, I do believe that returning to Philadelphia has ignited something in Hassan Reddick where he has, like, further worked on his game and it doesn't feel like there's a weakness to it. I was worried about him being able to hold up against, you know, bigger offensive linemen, that sort of thing. That was not an issue. It feels like his hand usage is stronger yeah. and faster and more effective than it's ever been in the past. It doesn't seem like teams have any obvious way to attack this I agree. guy. And it, um, I, it feels like that was not the case in previous seasons, you know, like when he's with the Cardinals. Like, he wasn't as big a roadblock to every offense that um, he faces. John, I'm so glad you said this, okay? Number one, okay, he is way better against the run than I thought he was. Yeah. Way better. And number two, you know, you know we don't like or people don't like that Gannon doesn't blitz that much. Yeah. And they feel like he's not aggressive enough. I think he deserves a tremendous amount of credit for the amount of five down front he uses. So it doesn't look like a blitz because nobody's coming from the second level. Mm -hmm. Nobody's coming free. But when you have five guys up there, those guys get one-on-ones a lot. And I'm not going to say Gannon invented it, but last year he was the first one that he started doing a lot of those five-one fronts. And even like Sunday, because they have a five down front, that's why in the blocking schemes for the 49ers, that's why the tight ends are blocking the quote-unquote outside linebacker in Reddick. Except the problem is Reddick is basically at the end. So those tight ends have no shot. Yeah. He destroys them. And he should have been – they don't even have it, but he should have been the MVP of the NFC Championship. Game. No question. He completely wrecked the game, Ross. He is – He wrecked the game. An incredible player. Yeah. I'll say this, because I heard you guys talking before I came on about contracts and Miles Sanders and stuff. I know it's only one year, but I just want to prepare you guys. Reddick is making about half what he's worth. He, he signed three years, $45 million. Yeah, He is a $30 million a year player <laughs> if he were on the open market. He's literally making – half of what he should be getting. Well, let's hope he doesn't pull a TL and, you know, uh, demand more yeah, money. Right. <laughs> let's go to Tyrone right now in Middletown. Hi, Tyrone. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Great show. Thanks, Tyrone. Yeah, uh, I'd like to – can I ask, ask a question to Ross real quick and then I, and then I have a second follow-up? But uh, Do it. Go ahead. Yeah, do, do you ever think about um, – how can they get you to do the uh, the local feed for the Eagles games when, when they're on television? When they have uh, Moose Johnson and the other guy? Do you, you think that I think when I saw you on TV, I mean, I'm, I'm a little partial, but I think, you, I think I'd like to see you do the Eagle game. Well, Tyrone, that, that is a huge compliment. I really appreciate you saying that. So unlike, unlike baseball or hockey or the NBA, every – football game is essentially a national game so it's really tough you know fox has six guys that get a game every weekend cbs has six obviously espn has one nbc has one there is no local broadcast one thing i was wondering i'm curious to hear what you think tyrone and you and uh 
you guys as well, John and Joe. You know how like YouTube TV is going to get the uh, the Sunday ticket package now. Um, I don't know if you guys know that or not, but YouTube TV is getting the Sunday ticket package. I wonder if at some point, as the NFL tries to make more money, if they do have like a local broadcast video where fans could choose to watch the Eagles broadcast of Eagles. Giants. Yeah, I mean, I guess they could. I mean, they, they do that in the NCAA tournament, I think it is, when they give you on yes. TV. They give you the national broadcast and then the two local oh, yeah, radio right. announcers, but all three on television, I believe it is, for the championship game, I, I think. All right, Tyrone, what's your, what's your follow-up here? Um, one more quick comment about that. I think the reason I said that is because those guys that are doing the game, they make the game a little unbearable to listen to. Some but, of them do. But, Some of them yeah, don't but, measure up to this Ross Tucker guy. I'm telling you. Yeah. Tyrone, give me a yeah. famous number. Uh, number 24. 24. Well, you got Willie Mays. What else you got? You got the TV show 24. I'm in season four. 24 at, hours in a day. 24 hours in a day. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, 24, John. That, uh, I just think Chaz Woodson in Oakland. I don't know that, Chaz. Charles. Oh, Charles Woodson. I was about to yeah. say you call him Chaz. Huh? <laughs> I was like, who's Chaz? who's Chaz Woodson? He doesn't like to be called Chaz. Oh, okay. You just got to get under his skin a little bit. No, well, 24. I, he wasn't 24 in Green Bay, though, was he? He was 21 in Green Bay. Okay, that's good memory by you. Willie Brown was 24. Willie Brown, yeah. Old man Willie Brown. Yeah. Running down that field with that the, the ball in his hands. Touchdown the Super Bowl. NFL Films. Old man Willie. Preserved All right. Forever. <laughs> Let's go to Joe in Northeast Philly. What's going on, Joe? Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, I tried to get you before the game to give you a, uh, a, an idea of that, how they were going to uh, beat the uh, Niners, but I couldn't get couldn't get through to you. But I, I on what are you going to uh, say? Thirty-one to seven? No, no, not not the score, but but how they were going, how you attacked them. Uh, when I talked to uh, Glenn MacDowell uh, and uh, you, Douglas Sunday, I had said there were six words: establish the run and stop the run. Because Frisco, when they gave, uh, they played 19, uh, 19 games prior, right, uh, prior to the Eagles game, they had given up a, 100 yards rushing to five teams. That was Denver, Atlanta, Kansas City, Oakland, and Seattle in the playoffs. So they lost three of those five games, mm. giving up 100. And the, the game to Oakland, it went overtime, and you saw the Seattle game. They still had. They still had a. Uh, Seattle still had a shot in that that game against them. So that's that's why I said they had to run run the football. And Glenn didn't agree, but you Douglas did. He said because of. I'm thinking that you're not going to see Fred Warner going 30 yards down the field covering a, a wideout like he did against Dallas. He would have to come up and uh, support the run, you know. And we didn't have to throw the ball after we got that big lead. I think it would have got been a closer game. Then you would have saw more play action, and they would have attacked them, you know. And Kansas City, do you think they should? I don't think they should be in this game. If if NTN, if I'm saying his name's right, Travis NTN, if he doesn't get hurt, and that and that he didn't play. I didn't see him in there in the second half. They were using number twenty-two, whoever he was. And then, I think you're underrating the Chiefs a little bit here, Joe. Look, I think no, the Eagles going to win, but Chiefs are really good, man. No, they could be beaten, though, Joe. What I'm saying is, you know, they uh, the the Jags had the, uh, the I know uh, what you're saying. returner Agnew. Right? Jags were never going to beat the Chiefs. It, was, it wasn't going to well. Happen. They they were right there, and that bubble screen. Whenever they needed anything in the second half, 
uh, Lawrence was hitting them, hitting the short uh, bubble screen, and Kirk was running all over them in the secondary. Yeah. Christian Kirk. All right, Joe, give, that, me, give me an answer here, a famous number. Okay, uh, how about 13 for uh, uh, Wilton? Uh, yeah, it's already, already been said. 13 has okay. been said. Okay, uh, have a good one. All right, you got it, buddy. Ross, your thoughts on the Eagles facing Andy Reid? I mean, it's, it's almost uh, – it, it's, it's hard to believe. It really is that the Eagles are about to face Andy Reid in the Super Bowl. What goes through you when I say that? Um, I'm really glad that it's him and that's who the Eagles are playing because of all the things I said earlier – I just think the Eagles will get a lot more credit nationally, yeah. historically, if they beat Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes than if they beat Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow. They just will. It's just a bigger deal. It's just more impressive. I mean, they're going to end up, if they win, they're going to end up beating the MVP and a Hall of Fame coach. You know, we can't say that about Burrow and Zach Taylor. So I'm glad that's who they're playing. I also. Uh, we'll say this, I like Andy, and if the Eagles lose, I won't be happy about it for a lot of different reasons, but if they were to lose to anybody, I'll be glad that he wins a second one and that he has more success. I agree. I mean, I'll be, I'll be very happy for him. I mean, me and John are big Andy Reid fans. I mean, John obviously know him really well, and despite the fact that Andy Reid cut John and, you know, well, basically ended his, ended his dream. But, but, Joe, that's the crazy thing. I know. I've never met a guy that played for Andy that doesn't like him, even the guys that he cut or tri- – like, John, why totally. do you like him so much? Uh, I always knew he had my back. I respected him so much. I mean, every word out of his mouth, I was, you know, waiting on – with bated breath. Like, I, I just – I wanted to be around him. I wanted him to appreciate me and like me and – want me on his team I, he's just he's a good guy and he really knows football and everyone respects him you know ross i obviously the three of us have all seen a lot of cool things james as well in our lives you know in in the sports world you you know john and ross you guys have seen a lot more than james and i have being in locker rooms and all that one of the more cool things i i honestly feel like i've ever seen and it happens i guess it was about three years ago i think it was shortly before the pandemic probably that 2019 season uh, when Donovan McNabb got inducted into the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame on a Thursday night in the NFL season, in the NFL season, Andy Reid flew from Kansas City to Philadelphia to be there with Donovan. And it's two things. One, that he showed up for Donovan, who obviously was an essential part of helping get the Andy Reid thing going as Andy Reid was a pro football coach. Like, without Donovan – you know, you never know how long a coach is going to last. They had a great quarterback. He drafted him. They were, t- you know, tied at the hip, and Andy honored that, which was cool. The other thing, though, to me that was even cooler, there were about 15 or 20 former Eagles there that night. The Donovan era birds, the guys we loved. I don't remember all the names, but I'm sure it was most of the guys you'd be thinking, the Brian Westbrooks, the Trots, the, the Trey Thomases, like a bunch of those guys showed up to honor Donovan. And – when they saw Andy, the huddle around Andy, the love amongst that mosh of about 20 people, it was one of the best things I've ever seen. There was so much love from those. And Andy probably cut almost all of them eventually. Yeah. I mean, he literally traded Donovan 
You know, like whoever was there, eventually the Eagles moved on from probably all of them under Andy's time. And yet they were so happy to go up and give Andy a hug and talk to him. He's just a good dude, man. That is an awesome story, every aspect of it, and I'm so glad you told it. Jetta Cameron, John Ritchie with Ross Tucker, who is always brought to us by First Trust Bank, official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. Ross, we'll be breaking down the Eagles and Chiefs hardcore with you next Tuesday. Thanks as always, my man. Absolutely. Cannot wait. I will be out in uh, Arizona, so I'll be getting the lay of the land. It'll awesome. Great. Love nice. it. All right, there he is, Ross. Thanks, Ross. Jetta Cameron, John Ritchie, time's yours is next. If you're in the restaurant, hospitality, or casino business, you know that a great point-of-sale system can truly make a difference in your success. It's hard to find a company that offers everything you need and is willing to customize a game plan to fit your individual needs. Well, if you've been looking for the perfect POS partner, you need to call my friends at PDQ Signature Systems. PDQ has everything you need for success, including mobile POS, self-service kiosks, enterprise reporting, contactless functionality, data and cybersecurity, and the best service and support in the industry. PDQ POS is the fastest, easiest, and most reliable POS available. That's why PDQ POS has been the top-rated restaurant management system for over over 35 years. Whether you have a single location restaurant or thousands of locations, Joe Flynn and his team will create a custom game plan that will help your business succeed. Trust me, if you want a point of sale system that will truly make a difference, you need PDQ POS. Schedule your free demo and business consultation today at pdqpos.com. That's pdqpos.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.